we're sitting with Jason from Death Cab for Cutie. Thank you so much for coming by and uh, doing this interview with us. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the new album. Well, the latest album. I guess it's been out for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Kintsugi. I had to look that up. Yeah. Tell me the story behind Kintsugi. What is it? I have the actual, the art of embracing damage in Japanese. What made you guys choose so that? Kintsugi is a Japanese art form where they take gold resin and they repair broken pottery or ceramics with the gold resin to sort of highlight the cracks in in the breakage. Okay. So the philosophy being that like why hide, why hide fractures from the past? Why right. not highlight them and make them beautiful um, rather than try to hide them? And it's just a, something that Nick... Nick, Nick Harmer, uh, the bass player in Death Cab, is just constantly poking around looking for things in the world of art that, that inspire him. And he came across some footage of this old man doing Kintsugi repair, and he forwarded this YouTube clip to the band. This was months, months and months before we started officially making the album. And he, was just, he just was like, check this out, it's cool. I just thought I'd share it with you guys. Fast forward to sort of tying up loose ends with a record and having it being almost done. And we had yet not really begun to talk about titles. Occasionally it ends up being a song on the record, sometimes not. But the idea of Kintsugi came back into the mix because of, uh, you know, obviously, you know, people have been through a lot of changes in their lives in the last, you know, few years. And um, some public, some private more, Mm -hmm. but... Um, there was a lot of breakage and repair, and um, some people think that it had to do with the fact that we, we lost founding member Chris Walla, but that that had nothing to do with titling the record that way. It's just it was that was something that happened after we came up with the title and the the record was done. Right. But you know whether you're talking about the lyrics or the way that you know an album gets sort of written, broken down, and put back together, um, the the metaphor seemed to work for several you know things like mm-hmm. personal lives music, the band, you know, historically, everything. Yeah, it's perfect. I saw it, and I immediately, I, I looked up the term, and the art of embracing damage, immediately I was like, that is the most beautiful thing that I've ever seen. I looked at the art, I'm like, the art is beautiful, the album is beautiful, it's all so beautiful. Oh, <laughs> I loved it. Thank you. You talked about Chris leaving. How much mm. of an impact did that did that have on you guys? Like, did he, how much of an impact did he have, per se, on Kintsugi? Uh, you know, Chris, I mean, Chris was very much a member of the band all the way through the process of recording, uh, mixing, you know, mastering, like the whole, everything you do to make the record, Chris was a part of. Okay. He, he stepped out when it came time to tour the okay. album. So, I mean, he was even there during the writing of it. I mean, everything. Yeah. So that's why I didn't want there to be confusion about, like, titling the record, you know, around breakage and repair, having anything to do with Chris. Um, it, you know, I don't know if we, I mean, we prepared for, you know, going on tour and supporting this album and representing Back Catalog for, for quite a while before we actually brought out the two guys that are doing with us now, um, Dave Depper and Zach Ray. Right. So we were prepared. Uh, it wasn't like a shock to not have Chris there on stage with us, us other than looking over and not seeing him. And mm-hmm. I mean, Chris is a dear friend and, um, you know, I, of course, it was sad and I wish the best for him. But anyone who's been in a band longer than 10 years, let alone 17, 18 like this, um, change is inevitable for some people, and I, you know, we all supported his his wanting to pursue more production and you know step out of the the touring and 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 do something different for a while. Um, so it's it's been strange, but it, at this point, you know, almost 18 months into playing without him, uh, it's not strange in right. that way. The shows have going great. It might be a little more odd once we go make a record again and he's not there. Yeah. 
but um, I mean, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And I, you know, I know he's doing great production work these days, and we stay in touch. And you know, I have nothing but respect for the guy. That's awesome. Now you guys are busy right now doing the tour with Metric, the Lights on the Horizon tour. How did this come to be? How did you guys decide to hook up and do this? Um, Metric just asked um, if it was something we would be interested in doing, and and. Uh, uh, we have a lot of respect for them. You know, both bands have been around s- about the same amount of time, mm-hmm. about the same number of ra- records in the catalog. You know, generally all the same age. Like it just they're, you know, peers and contemporaries that we respect. And um, they, we had not yet done a proper tour in Canada, um, and it it just kind of made a lot of sense. And we had a hole in our schedule. And majority of what we've been doing is our own tours and headlining and carrying things. You know, for over yeah. the course of the last twelve months at least. Um, and it was really nice to think of just going out and sort of supporting Metric on this tour. And um, everything's been even, you know, we've gotten along famously. I mean, it's it's been excellent. Probably the best, you know, package tour I've ever been a part of. I think so. And I think that uh, there would be a lot of overlapping audiences, too. I know. I think so. You yeah. know, my, my own CD collection is filled with, like, you guys and Metric. And I've seen both of you guys live separately before. And so, yeah, there's a... There's a a nostalgia thing too because like you said you guys have both been around for so long it, it works and I mean I feel like we could cover one of their songs and they could cover one of ours and it wouldn't it wouldn't come across as strange at all I did a tour with um, uh, Tegan and Sarah a few years ago where we were opening for the Black Keys um, for a, a stint and then also the Killers and it, it, you know at the time Tegan and Sarah were supporting like Closer as the single mm-hmm. you know and Heartthrob could not have been a different more different record than what you know the black keys had just put out or or the killers and it still worked but it was it was strange because i don't i remember feeling like majority of the audience was not there to see um anybody but brandon flowers or or um what's his name (laughs) black keys oh uh dan Uh, arbach dan and pat yeah Mm -hmm. so anyway it's it's the package has been great that's good. Now, you guys also, on top of this, I won't keep you. I know that you've got to get out there and do your sound check. Yeah. But uh, on top of this, you also have a number of different festivals that you're doing this summer. Mm-hmm. One of the cool parts about festivals is all the other bands that are there as well as you guys. Who are you most excited to see? Um, I heard both Lana Del Rey and Radiohead, I think, are going to be at the same festival that we're doing mm-hmm. uh and I'm, i can't even remember if that's all been announced i won't drop the name of what that <laughs> is but i'm excited to see both those artists um festivals are great because you you don't get to i, I don't go out and see a lot of music when i'm not on tour I'm yeah just like, i'm staying home for a while so when you can bang it all into one day and see people that you're great friends with or that you maybe have done tours with like this metric scenario um, bump into them you know down the road it's it's always fun it's a big hang backstage you know and i think the festival mentality is everyone knows that it's generally what we call a throw and go in the music industry okay. which is you don't get to touch your instrument until it's time to walk on stage okay so anything can happen so right. you don't know if monitors are going to work they're not going to work you don't know if the crowd's going to be huge small it's going to be raining you don't you have no idea so i think that everyone goes into it with it like do or die mm-hmm. sort of attitude and people really throw down and you know try to have a positive fun show no matter what happens so seeing that on stage watching your friends go through the same sometimes nightmares but with a smile on their face knowing that this is you know this is yeah. a festival and there's 30,000 people here whatever it's always fun I love festivals thank you again so much for taking the time to talk to us of course thanks I gotta run to a sound check anyway yes <laughs>